0: Merry Christmas. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our redeemer. Tonight, we hear again the best known story in the world, the story of God's saving love, the story of new birth, of bright stars in the dark sky, and angels in unexpected places. We hear the story of a love of God that is eternal and humble, that is everlasting and unbreakable. A love that is so resilient that God is with us in our fragility, in our humanity, in all of its glory and all of its cruelty, even, hardship, even. God is born in a manger. No bells or whistles or fancy wrapping paper, just vulnerable flesh and bone. Just love, pure love. God in the flesh. God incarnate. God with us. God with us in the stables we never thought we'd end up on the road in a town that seemed like home but has changed so much wherever we are wherever we journey God is with us and this one family tonight shows us that a Faithful trust and courageousness, even in the strangest and hardest of times and in the most difficult of circumstances, can bring hope and light and healing to this world. We need to hear the story of resilient love today and most especially this Christmas, this 2020 Christmas. A year that has been so harsh I do not need to recount all of its injustices, but whether dwell on its meaning and message for us even in these times, that Christ is born for us even and most especially in 2020. I wrote in the Christmas letter that some of you might have already received that the first verse of the sacred hymn says it so well, so beautifully for this pared-down pandemic Christmas. Blessed be the King whose coming is in the name of God. For For Him, for Christ, let doors be opened, no hearts against Him barred, not robed in royal splendor or and power and pomp comes he, but clad as are the poorest, such as Christ's humility." Not humiliation, but humility, an ability to sense in the most ordinary the essential, foundational, extraordinary, extraordinary character of humanity, that God called us into being, not for pomp and circumstance, but for relationship, relationship with God and with each other, so that we may walk this road of life, helping to hold each other up. During this Advent season, I've been praying at the end of the services, the blessing that's a special blessing for Advent. It's a fourfold blessing, and part of it is a prayer that we remain steadfast in faith, joyful in hope, and constant in love. And sometimes during this pandemic, we've succeeded in that. Sometimes we've succeeded. And sometimes... We've not been able to, because those things are difficult to do in good times, in any time, really, and seemingly impossible in such a time as ours. Yet Jesus' mother, Mary, the woman who knew how to say yes to God, and through that courage, brought God into the world. Mary taught us that with God, all things are possible. She became God-bearer, Theotokos. She invites us to become God-bearers for one another again now when we most need each other and Christ. She invites us once again to hear the message that the birth of Jesus has to proclaim to us this year and this night. So what message does the infant Jesus have for us tonight? Well, I would say that the infant Christ reminds us that God is with us, that is literally his name, God is with us, not just in good times have we carried God's favor, But in hard times, somehow we know God's presence is even nearer and it certainly is dearer. When there seems to be no farther down to go, when there seems to be no room and we've lost our purpose, where there is no reason for forgiveness or hope, God is with us making room reminding us of our purpose of our mission to reconcile with each other and reconcile the world to God that is our mission and purpose and making a way out of no way a way a path to forgiveness that is God with us and the message of the infant Christ The infant Christ also reminds us that humanity is not just good, but we are very good. Yes, even when we've made such a mess of so many things, we are very good. So good that God allowed Christ to be born as a human baby. Just like at the beginning of all creation, when God called humanity into being, and God said, this is very good, we are still worth the hassle. Christ reminds us that we are still worth the struggle and the strife. We are still worth the hassle. God becomes flesh and reminds us that we are very good, not just a little bit good or all mostly bad. We are very good. And our invitation is to live into that goodness. The infant Christ reminds us also that God trusts us with God's very self. Jesus was born to human parents, announced to people who are extraordinary, extraordinary primarily because they do things that are within all of our reach. They are extraordinary in the ordinary way that they are able to show us how to show up for God and for each other their ability to listen for the work and word of the angels, their willingness to believe that this is not all and that we can do better, and their courage to act as caretakers of God's good news. Mary, Joseph, the shepherds, the wise men, are all caretakers of God's good news. And we are reminded that we have been entrusted with that task. The infant Christ reminds us also that God has more than hardship in mind for us. Somehow, Christ makes a home even in the hardship he and his mother and father were facing. But we're also reminded that God has more than big houses and stuff in mind for us, which is how we get distracted in our world that values belongings. God has more in store for us. God's vision is of dignity, of justice, of grace, loving, and mercy for everyone. This world is God's home where we are all valued, no matter how humble or grand, how sinful or self-centered. There's a... Um, quote that I find reassuring in these times, it's actually a poem, a poem that I found in an advent meditation that I have been following, a womanist advent meditation. Uh, And the poem is from Anne Weems, and it's called The World Still Knows. And it's from her poem, from her book, Kneeling in Bethlehem. She says, The night is still dark. The world still knows its Herods. But it also will know men and women who pack their dreams safely in their hearts and set off toward Bethlehem, faithful against all odds, undeterred by fatigue or rejection. And here I would interject maybe a little deterred, maybe a little worn down, but they keep going Uh, anyway. Undeterred by fatigue or rejection to kneel to a child. And the world still knows these persons who wise enough to follow a star, those who do not consider themselves too intelligent, too powerful, too wealthy, to kneel to a child. And the world still knows those hearts so humble that they're ready to hear the word of a song and to leave what they have to go to kneel to a child. The night is still dark. But by the light of the star, even today, even in 2020, we can still see just enough this night to kneel to a child. Bishop Stephen Charleston wrote a meditation on darkness, in which he questions the idea that darkness is all bad. He says, I've heard that the afterlife is a place of perpetual light. I think that's a problem, he says, because heaven needs night. Darkness is not evil, but a realm of mystery and imagination. The day is constant, but the night is creative. The stars dance, the moon dreams, the comets write poetry of fire. Without the night, there is no dawn or twilight, no moments of sacred ambiguity, no subtle changes of perception, no promises kept or just made a holy pledge of healing or of hope. No, please. We need the night in heaven. We need that glorious darkness, that obscure beauty drifting on wedding gown clouds of white across an obsidian sky. In this night, which is still dark, but a creative darkness. And this night in which we come to kneel to a child and hear again the message is so important, that the infant Christ speaks to us. Remember that you are a caretaker of the good news, and the good news is Emmanuel. And that even if we cannot gather in person, Emmanuel, God, is with us. Even if some Christmas traditions have had to go, Emmanuel, God, is with us. My friends continue writing, Even if we might not get to hug family and friends, Emmanuel, God, with us. Even if we cannot sing carols beside each other, Emmanuel, God is with us. And even if Christmas cheer is harder this year, Emmanuel, God is with us. And so as we receive this gift, as we are reminded of the glory of both night and light, as we come to celebrate the birth of our savior, let us remember that no matter where we are, God is with us. Amen.